Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of David Cohen. Alava shalom Nishmat, David Akohen, Ben Rivka, the Amram, Alava Shalom, sponsored by Glory and Meir Cohen. Breakfast is also sponsored in loving memory of uh, Aziza Abu Hasera Bat Simcha Alea Shalom and Bat Sheba Dahan Bat Sultan Alea Shalom, sponsored by Meir Torjman. Azaku Baruch. Mishkan, Mishkan Aidut Asher Pukat Api Moshe. These are the pikudim of the, of the Mishkan. Uh, and the Rashi on the spot says, What's Ele Pikudeh? Be parasha zu nimnu. In this parasha, it was counted, Kol Mishkilen Idvata Mishkan, all of the counted out of the weights and measurements of the gold and the silver and the copper. Venimnu Kol Kelav. And all of the vessels were counted out. The Chol Avodato for all of the work of the Mishkan. So this is effectively like just like you have in the warehouse inventory. That's what happened now. Moshe Rabbeinu just finished the Mishkan inventory. How many pounds of gold? How many you know, uh, talents of silver? And then how many vessels did we make? How much did the vessel weigh? In order to be able to account for every single penny that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now the Midrash explains that the reason why it was the, that was the case was because. Um, when Moshe Rabbeinu would leave to the oil, outside to the oil moed, all of the people would stand up on the outside, the outskirts of their tents, and they would look after Moshe, ad Moshe. they would look out after Moshe, as he would pass by, they'd give him the eyeballs. They'd watch him pass as he walked to the oil. And the Midrash says that there were some people that were looking at him in one way, and some that were looking at him in another way. Rabbi Yitzchak Omer Rabbi Yitzchak would say they would look after him for, uh, for praise. Wow, this guy's mother, could you imagine? She's so lucky. Every day God speaks to him. Every day he's perfect and he's set aside to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Hama Omer, but Rabbi Hama used to say, They would look at him from a negative, from a cynical perspective. Re'et Savaro, look at his neck. It's a little bit fatter than it was uh, three days ago. Re'et Shokav, look at his thighs. Kira'av. Ochel Mishel Yehudim, he eats from the Jewish people's money. Shoteh Mishel Yehudim, he drinks from the Jewish people's money. V'chol Mashiyeshlo Mishel Yehudim, and everything that he has comes from the Jewish community. What would their friend respond? Re'ka Dib. A person who's in charge of building the Mishkan, of collecting all the donations. Well, you don't think he's going to be rich by the end of it? This is what the Jewish people are saying about Moshe Rabbeinu. What are they, nuts? Are these people crazy? This is what they're saying about Moshe Rabbeinu. Number one, first of all, I always see this Mishnah and I think to myself, You know, now I feel better when you have people who say to me, Rabbi, you know, I'm not such a fan. You know, I know you're great for other people. You have some people, every rabbi has people that they don't like him so much in the community. And I figure, you know what, I'm in good company. Moshe Rabbeinu has people, you know, but, they, but to complain, me, you don't like, I get it. I have so many faults. But Moshe Rabbeinu, not to like Moshe Rabbeinu. To say not only that, that you don't like him, you know, you think his beard is too long, but that he's a ganav? Menen Lewin. How does that happen? How does that happen? I think maybe that's why we're very careful over here. There's no 
rabbis fund. You know, we have to be extra careful. That people, Hasve Shalom, they shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't think Hasve Shalom. Okay, so the, the question is, how could they have thought such a thing about him? So Rav Yochanan David Solomon explained to, to Rabbi Lichtenstein a beautiful line. He said to him that a long time ago when he was walking through the shuk in Yafo, he noticed the most interesting phenomenon. There are two people sitting on a bench, each one's drinking their coffee, and in true Israeli tradition, they're eating their bizzard. Heke. You know, the concept, you know, in America we have the idea of the bizzard plate. You know the bizzard plate? After you finish the bizzard from the bowl, you put the bizzard seeds on the bizzard plate. Right? In Israel, they believe in uh, repopulating the earth with bizzard seeds. Right? You know, some places the song goes, I'm walking on sunshine. In Israel, you're walking on bizzard seeds. Okay? Now, the amazing, they're sitting there, heck yeah, drinking the coffee, throwing the bizzard. All of a sudden, they, he sees somebody walks by, and he notices a very strange thing. The guy on the right, as soon as the guy walks by, he sees, he lifts up his eyes like this. The guy on the left, same guy as he walks by, guy goes like that, looks down. Again, the same thing. He thinks maybe, you know, because it was a woman, maybe they're very religious. They don't want to look. This guy looks in the sky. This guy looks on the floor. The next person walks by again, exact same thing. The first guy looks up like this. The second guy looks down. Three, four, five, six, seven times until he says, I got to figure this out. What's going on here? Maybe these are such you know, righteous men. What's happening? He waits about 10 minutes. Each man finishes their coffee. They finish their visit stash. They each get up and they walk across the street. The first guy who's looking up every time someone passes walks into his store, the barber shop. And the second guy who's looking down at each person that walks in, walks into his store next door. He's a shoemaker. Every person that walks by, what's the barber looking? Look at the guy's hair. He's in need a haircut. Could you pitch him? Other guy, what's he looking at as soon as the person walks by? His shoes. Because the minute, the, the minute the guy sees it, what are they sizing up? They're looking at the person as a customer. So when your head is in, uh, in haircutting, so what do you look to see in somebody? Haircutting. When your, hair, your head is in shoemaking, what do you look to see in everybody? You look at their shoes. Says of Yohanan David Solomon, the most beautiful idea. He said, Yesh Dorshim Shivach. There were some people that they looked at they did it um, out of, uh, in a positive way. And there were some that did it Ligenai. But you have to realize, that was less about Moshe Rabbeinu than it was about where the person was himself. They tell a story about the Rav from Brisk, the Brisker Rav. He's standing there one day and a student comes up to him and he says, you know, it says about the, about the, the tzitzit that the strings used to be techelet. And the reason why it's techelet is because the blue reminds the person of the ocean. The ocean reminds the person of the blue sky. The blue sky reminds the person of the kiseakavod, which is the color blue. And the, the, the kiseakavod reminds the person of God. So you look at your sisit, and what do you see? You see Hashem. The guy says, Rabbi, it's not working. This idea of chazal, it doesn't work. Something wrong with this idea. I look at the sisit, and I don't see the heavens. I don't see what's going on. I don't think of God. It's not working. He says, maybe I need to drink, he says, some shaman, some uh, oils in order to grease the wheels. Because the chazal tell you this is what happens. It doesn't work. This ma'amar, this, these words of chazal, they're no longer relevant. They're not, they don't apply anymore. The, the brisk rev says, I hear, he strokes his beard, I'm guessing. <laughs> he strokes his beard and he says, you know, there's a halakha that says 
that a person is not really supposed to look if there's women's clothes, you know, pr- you know, in a window, on a mannequin, or whatever the case is. A person shouldn't be sitting there staring at the woman's clothes on the... Ma- you know what? Because it's not a far jump to jump from there, the woman, the clothes, to think of someone who's clothes on somebody else, or whatever the case might be. This is the example. Unless he's in the clothing business, says someone in the clothing business. But hold on one second, we'll come back to that in a minute. So the guy, he, guy says, no, look. He goes, that I understand, Rabbi. He goes, that I understand. You see a beautiful dress, you know, on, you know, on a beautiful mannequin, you know, it looks, fits like a glove. You might, you know, you think of something, you think of the dress on somebody else. Some, some woman might be passing by, you think of the dress on her. He says, that I get. I'm not getting into the yes, no of the story. I'm just saying, he says, that I get. He says, that you get. He goes, so chazal are not broken. You're broken. If you could look at clothes and see a woman, that's because your head is always thinking about women. So if your head's always thinking about women, it's an easy jump to look at the clothes. And jump. But if your head's never in the heavens, if your head's never on Hashem, it's never on the Kisiyah Kavod, of course, why would you look at the Sisit and see the Kisiyah Kavod? Rabotai, we just had a live example. Not pre-recorded, not arranged earlier, we had a live example right here of the exact concept we're discussing. What Mark say? Unless you're in the clothing business, you look at the item on the mannequin, what do you see? You don't see the woman, you don't see the clothes, you see money. Because for you, clothing doesn't mean clothing anymore. Clothing is a business. And in that frame of mind and from that context, of course, what do you see? This is a good item. This is going to sell in Walmart. This is going to sell over there. This is going to sell over there. In fact, all you are thinking about when you think about that piece of clothing is, you know what, it's a little bit too fashion forward for Walmart. Let's dial it back a little bit so it looks a little bit more, you know, for the regular, regular people. Or this is a little bit not fashion forward enough for Fifth Avenue. But really, you're not thinking about the people at all. You're thinking about whether the item is going to move. Where a person's head is, is what they think of. So you could have a person, when he's looking at Moshe Rabbeinu, he's like, oh, you know, of course. If he's in charge of collecting all the money for the Mishkan, of course he's a thief. What's the guy really saying? If I would be the one in charge of all that money, what would happen? I'd start skimming on the side. I want to point this out. The next time someone says something to you, accuses you, says something derogatory to you, think to yourself, they said this about Moshe Rabbeinu. And it says more about that person and the way their head is than it says anything to do with me. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I know there's going to be people like this. So you know what? I promise you, the second the Mishkan is over, you're going to have delivered a piece of paper with every gram of gold, every ounce of silver, every single coin, every single keli with the exact measurements. And you're going to be able to see that I didn't take a single penny, a single penny for myself. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu, number one, protect us from the ayin ara, from the, the negative eye of people that are like this. But as well, may Hashem give us an ayin tova, that in situations like this we don't get upset and angry and defensive. We recognize, Hazit, this is the guy, his own commentary on his own sad self. So I can understand, appreciate it, not respond with anger, but respond with a little bit of compassion, because I know the difficult time that he must or she must be going through. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.